0: Are you aware of the significant place Iran has in Bible prophecies about the end time? There are events taking place in connection with Iran that are among the foreshadows that indicate to us we are drawing nearer than ever to Christ's return. That's our topic in this upcoming episode of Foreshadows Report, a podcast dedicated to helping people grow in their understanding of Bible prophecy and its relevance to their lives today. This is Steve Miller. And our goal in each episode is to learn more about Bible prophecy, how it applies to us, and what it reveals about the God behind all of Bible prophecy. Our focus in this current episode is Iran. What is happening there, and why is it significant from a prophetic standpoint? As we read all that the Bible says about the end time, we are reminded again and again that Israel is at the center of all that will take place. The nation of Israel is the stage on which the last days will unfold. So if we want to get a sense for how close we are to the end times, all we need to do is to look at what is happening in Israel and all around it. So starting with this episode, we're going to tour some of the prophetic hotspots of the last day. Every one of these hotspots has a connection with Israel or the last days in one way or another. And as we look at what is happening in these places, we will see some of the ways that God is setting the stage for the end time. The first hotspot we'll look at is Iran. Ever since the Iranian Revolution in 1978 and in 1979, Iran has absolutely refused to recognize the state of Israel, and Iran's top political and military leaders are fiercely vocal opponents of the Jewish nation. For example, back in 2005, the president of Iran declared that Israel should be wiped off the face of the earth. In a speech in 2016, a deputy commander of Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps, claimed that Iran has more than 100,000 missiles in Lebanon that are ready for the annihilation of Israel. In 2017, Iran tested two long-range ballistic missiles that were said to have, in Hebrew, words painted on them that said Israel must be wiped out. In 2021, Supreme Leader Ali Khamenei referred to Israel as a cancerous tumor that must be removed and eradicated. Khamenei has also said that Israel is not a country but a terrorist base, and he has urged Muslim nations that it is their public duty to fight against this regime. Iran's current president, Ibrahim Raisi, has urged the destruction of the Zionist regime. And the current head of the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps, Major General Hossein Solami, has declared that both Israel and the U.S. have expiration dates. He further warned that Israel could be blown up in a single operation. And how many times have we seen video clips of crowds in Iran shouting, Death to Israel! And for Israeli flags to be burned in public protest. When it comes to Israel and the Jewish people, The level of hostility we see coming from Iran is unmatched. In 2020, the Israel Defense Force Chief of Staff said that Iran has become the most dangerous country in the Middle East. And that is true for two reasons. First, Iran's desire to be the foremost power in that part of the world. And second, because of Iran's extensive military and terrorist activities and networks. Iran's influence in the Middle East spreads far beyond its border. For decades, Iran has worked aggressively to build an extensive network of proxy militaries or third-party terrorist fighters in order to carry out its purposes all over the Middle East. There are Iranian-backed terrorist factions in Lebanon, Syria, Iraq, the Gaza Strip, and the West Bank which means that Israel is largely surrounded by heavily armed enemies that are supported by Iran. For example, Iran funnels 700 million a year to Hezbollah alone, which is based in Lebanon, on the northern border of Israel. Cumulatively, it is estimated that Iran's militia partners may number as high as 200,000 fighters. Over the past decade, Iran has also built a land bridge, mostly through Iraq, that provides it with increased access to Israel. Even though Iran and Israel are separated by more than a thousand miles of desert, Iran has created a continuous corridor from Tehran to the Mediterranean that serves as a pipeline for transporting fighters and weapons aimed at bringing about Israel's destruction. So dominant is Iran's militia presence in Iraq that Iran essentially controls Iraq. An advisor to Iran's supreme leader Ali Khamenei has said that Iran is an empire once again at last and its capital is Baghdad. Iran has also placed ballistic missiles in the hands of their proxies in Iraq and is training them to construct their own missiles as well. Iran considers Syria its closest ally, and the International Institute for Strategic Studies says that Iran's growing security investment in Syria is designed to enhance its threat to Israel. Syria's survival as a nation has been made possible by tremendous amounts of military and financial aid from Iran, which gives Iran significant political clout in Syria. Iran also has dozens of trained militias throughout Syria, which literally places Iran's military firepower right at Israel's doorstep. Now, when it comes to the danger that Iran poses to Israel, most of the world's attention has been focused on Iran's nuclear capability. But it's important to recognize that Iran is already Israel's greatest threat in the Middle East, even without nuclear weapons in the picture. With regard to Iran's nuclear development program, back in 2015, the U.S. and other key nations persuaded Iran to slow down its progress. Iran and these other countries agreed to what was called the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action, which supposedly would delay Iran's ability to create nuclear warheads. But in 2018, when the U.S. realized Iran was not abiding by the terms of the agreement, The U.S. backed out. The current U.S. administration, however, is attempting to revive the agreement. But when it comes to negotiating the terms, Iran has put itself in the driver's seat by insisting that no U.S. diplomats be involved in the nuclear talks. Otherwise, Iran won't show up at the negotiating table. This means that Iran is in full control of the talks, which are being carried out primarily by the European Union, China, and Russia. This arrangement favors Iran because China and Russia are strong allies with Iran. At this time, there is a major sticking point that has stalled any real progress in the talks. Iran has demanded that the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps be removed from the U.S.'s foreign terrorist organizations list. The Revolutionary Guard is a powerful and elite branch of Iran's military And because the Revolutionary Guard is a proven organizer and executor of terrorist activities that have killed many, the U.S. has balked at Iran's request. Now, there's no question that the Revolutionary Guard is one of the leading instigators of terrorism in the Middle East. Iran's Supreme Leader Ali Khamenei has actually stated that the goal of the Revolutionary Guard is to establish popular Hezbollah cells all over the world. Hezbollah, which is based in Lebanon, has been said to be the most powerful terrorist army in the world, and it has more artillery than most nations have. All of this has been made possible because the Revolutionary Guards have provided money, weapons, intelligence, and training to Hezbollah. Also, back when the U.S. had a military presence in Iraq, intelligence reports made it clear that it was the Revolutionary Guards who equipped terrorists with improvised explosive devices, or IEDs, that could be used against U.S. troops? These IEDs killed and injured hundreds of U.S. military personnel. Now, going back to the nuclear talk, a Russian ambassador has boasted about how the Iranian negotiators are getting everything they want in the talks. In an interview, this Russian diplomat said, They fight for every comma every word, and as a rule, very successfully. Iran got much more than it could expect, much more. Iran got more than frankly I expected, than others expected. This is a matter of fact. He then added, our Chinese friends were also very efficient and useful as co-negotiator. We could rely on each other on many, many points. While the U.S. has imposed severe economic sanctions on Iran because Iran continued to advance its nuclear program, these sanctions are having a diminished impact. Iran's growing relationships with Russia and China have provided it with many new opportunities for trade and supplied Iran with much-needed cash. In March 2021, Iran and China committed to a 25-year agreement in which China will pour $400 into infrastructure projects in Iran in exchange for oil. And Russia continues to expand its trade relations with Iran as well. In 2021, the two nations began work on a new 20-year agreement, one that would bring about greatly expanded cooperation and strengthen the links between the countries. In addition to bolstering their political, military, and economic ties, Russia also desires to make Iran a full-fledged member of the Eurasian Economic Union, which is headed up by Moscow. And Iran is Russia's third largest military customer after China and India. All of this means that the U.S. and Western sanctions against Iran are much weaker than they used to be. And this raises an important question. With Iran fully in control of the nuclear talks and setting the terms for the agreement, we have to wonder, does Iran even want an agreement anymore? After all, Iran's leaders have made it clear by their actions that they are determined to develop nuclear warheads. Iran wants to become the undisputed superpower of the Middle East and is more determined than ever to destroy Israel. All of what we see happening in Iran today has prophetic significance. Bible prophecy tells us that in the latter days, Iran is one of the nations that will invade Israel from the north, along with Russia, Turkey, and several other countries. Ezekiel 38, verses 2 through 6, lists the names of these nations, including Persia, which changed its name to Iran in 1935. And we know that this invasion is still in the future for the nations that are listed in Ezekiel 38 have never formed a military coalition before. So Iran will participate in this massive attack against Israel and Russia is also listed in Ezekiel 38. This fits with the fact Iran and Russia are such close allies. As we look at what both Iran and Russia are doing these days, we can see that God is setting the stage for the future invasion described in Ezekiel 38. Not only is Iran one of Israel's greatest enemies, but both Iran and Russia have a military presence in Syria, which is right on the northern border of Israel. This is a clear foreshadow of what Ezekiel 38 tells us will happen. The fact that Ezekiel declared this prophecy 2,500 years ago and that we see the pieces of the puzzle in that prophecy coming together today serves as powerful confirmation that God both knows the future and is sovereign over the actions of nations and their leader. As Daniel 2 verses 20 through 21 tells us, it is God who changes the times and the periods. He removes kings and appoints kings. Scripture repeatedly confirms that the direction and destiny of every nation rests in God's hands. So what will be the outcome of this invasion? At the end of Ezekiel 38, we read that God will overwhelmingly defeat this military coalition that includes Iran and Russia. Scripture tells us that God's wrath will blaze against Israel's enemies. After we read the description of how God will destroy the attacking forces, God himself says, I will show my greatness and my holiness and make myself known in the eyes of many nations. Then they will know that I am the Lord. There will be no doubt that Israel's victory was made possible by God himself. He will make himself known when it appears that Israel is about to be annihilated. For God to do this is consistent with the promise he made to Abraham back in Genesis 12 verses 1-3. through where he told Abraham, and by extension the nation of Israel, I will bless those who bless you, and the ones who curse you I will curse. Yes, God is still the God of Israel, and he will miraculously deliver his people, just as he has promised. Before we close this episode about the prophetic hotspots in today's world, I'd like for us to keep in mind that not everyone in Iran agrees with the ruling religious authorities and the military leader. Recently, large numbers of Iranians have protested in the streets against high unemployment, political instability, and a very serious economic situation. Many are not happy with the way the country is being run, and there are even dissidents who say the current leadership needs to be overthrown due to widespread corruption and incompetency. More importantly... There has also been a spiritual awakening taking place in Iran. Missionaries have said the past two decades have seen explosive growth in the church in Iran. A secular group based in the Netherlands did a survey of 50,000 Iranians, and out of a population of 84 million, it is estimated that there could be as many as 750,000 people who identify as Christian. This comes close to the estimate from Open Doors. ministry to persecuted believers worldwide. Now that comes to only one or one and a half percent of the population, but even if only a tenth of that number were accurate, we'd still be looking at 75,000 Christians. Missionaries say most of these believers meet in tiny house churches of five or so members. To avoid being caught, they sing quietly, or not at all. There is even a documentary online that states many of these believers are pro-Israel. This underground church is proclaiming the gospel and faces intense persecution from the government, which often raids their meetings and arrests the leaders and members, giving them long prison sentences. Currently, the law in Iran prohibits people from teaching the Bible or talking to others about the Christian faith, and yet the church continues to grow. There are some who say it's one of the fastest-growing churches in the Islamic Middle East. These Iranian believers need our prayers for safety, wisdom, and guidance as they seek to build up one another and share their faith. We need to be praying for those who are willing to risk punishment for distributing Bibles and talking about Christianity. And we need to pray for the families that have been separated because some family members have been put in prison. Pray for God's provision that those in need would have their needs met and that those in prison would use their circumstances to spread the gospel even while they are in chains. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Foreshadows Report. Next week, we'll look at another prophetic hotspot and we will look once again at how God is on the move in today's world. And if you would like to find more resources I've put together on the subject of Bible prophecy, you can go to my website at stevemillerresources.com That's stevemillerresources.com You can also subscribe to my daily post on Bible prophecy and world events by going to Foreshadows Report on the Telegram Messenger channel. I want to close by thanking Harvest House Publishers For making this podcast possible. And again, thank you for joining me.